This is the Taz and Jim Podcast. Am I seeing something on the studio window here? Maybe. Can't tell if it's an optical illusion. But uh, what, are you, what are you making that face for, Joe? You couldn't, you couldn't tell what the weather was by looking out the window? <laughs> no, I do I see some rain. Like I, I feel like I might see rain droplets on the window, but it also might be condensation or something. It's that humid outside, maybe. Well, there's little, it looks like, or maybe they're washing the windows. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe a bird sneezed. (laughs) It might be raining out there, depending on where you are right now, and it could uh, come down a little bit today. Uh, Be nice for all the people who've been suffering with allergies. Since the pollen started flying around, we really haven't had much rain, which will wash everything away a bit. Mm Mm-hmm. You asked me if my allergies are worse this year. I've heard people on Twitter saying, asking the same questions. Has anybody else's allergies been terrible this year? Specifically Canadians asking that question. So I don't think you're the only one. Well, you can see it in the air. And in my yard, I've never been sitting by the patio table and seen like a poof of, of yellow dust float by. Huh. Maybe that's the COVID. <laughs> so <laughs> thick. It's growing. <laughs> Get the fly swatter out. Get it away. Oh man. Imagine COVID grew to the size of a tennis ball and you can just start hitting it away from you. Oh, wouldn't that be great? Oh, that'd be no so vaccines. You just have baseball bats and tennis rackets. Oh, we'd just be hitting COVID dingers all day. <laughs> Or get like one of those electrical fly swatters. Yeah, the ball with the thing sticking out of it. Sure. <laughs> it's like a koosh ball a little bit, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Like the like when they zoom in on the COVID particle or whatever, it's yeah. got like plungers all on the outside of it. <laughs> this is the yeah. dumbest conversation we may have ever had. But and that's, that's what I picture ones. the vaccine doing. <laughs> <laughs> that's what the vaccine is. <laughs> the vaccine's got two tennis rackets, one in each hand. Oh, yeah. One machete, maybe. Zipping through your bloodstream, smacking it around. Yeah. Two guys in there. One guy named Johnson, the other guy named Johnson. <laughs> you go right, Johnson. I'll go left. You got it, Johnson. <laughs> whoosh, whoosh. That's how science works. Yeah, you pretty know? much. That's medicine for you. Mm-hmm. If anyone has seen Osmosis Jones, you know that's how the body... <laughs> Classic. You know, the uh, completely uh, 100% scientifically uh, accurate documentary, Osmosis Jones. Yeah, Or that little, what is the little school bus? The magic school bus, you know. You shrink shrink down, down. you solve diseases. Now you get the magic school bus just running over COVID. Oh, yeah. Miss Frizzle just rolling coal (laughs) (laughs) over top. (laughs) These stupid COVID germs. Plowing them down. They do like in a, in the zombie movies where they uh, modify the school bus, put like uh, cages on the window, yeah. spikes on the front of it. Uh-huh. Miss Frizzle just destroying the COVIDs <laughs> inside your body. Oh. And then the school bus comes out your butt. <laughs> and it's all over. And, and all in a day's work, yeah, too. It, it was just one field trip four hours later. <laughs> Thanks, Miss Frizzle. Oh, can't wait for that remake. Uh huh. The gritty magic school <laughs> bus remake. There you go, Hollywood. Another free idea, courtesy of Taz and Jim. Anyways, what were we saying? Oh yeah, it's raining a little bit maybe today, and twenty six degrees is the high. It's cooling off as we get closer to the weekend. How about this dilemma over in Japan? Guy had to go to the bathroom while he was on the job. Problem is, he is a bullet train driver. Oh, oh no. 
Yeah. They go fast and don't stop much. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. And that sounds like uh, what his bowels were doing as well. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> when you got to go, you got to go. So what do you do? The bullet train's going like uh, uh, 90 miles an hour, 160 passengers on board. Your tummy starts rumbling. This guy said, hey, can you take the controls for a second to another employee? And he ran to the bathroom. Uh, he was able to get whatever was in him out. Yeah. He got back in time, but his bosses found out about it, and the other guy was not licensed to drive a bullet train. Which, they, oh, which they, sounds like something you'd want out of a bullet train operator. Oh, could they drive themselves? Once it starts moving... I mean, are you accelerating and decelerating in the turns? Isn't it kind of an autopilot? Like, it'd be like a pilot walking away from the controls. Yeah. And- for a little bit, like it flies itself. Well, I know, I know people who who fly airplanes for a living, and sometimes, like one guy will take a nap. It'll be like, oh, "Hey, yeah. you take a nap. I'll just sit here and watch things for you." Some sometimes I, they get in trouble for it. Sometimes both of them do, and they get caught. But the plane has been flying itself during nap time, so I mean, crisis averted. He was only gone for three minutes, so yeah, this guy's colon is like a bullet train too. He was. <laughs> able to get the job done quickly. Can you imagine the stress? You don't want to start thinking about it too much and get all, uh, you know, clammed up in there. A little stage fright. Stage fright situation when you're trying to poo on a bullet train and you're the guy who's supposed to be driving the bullet train. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe if they hit the brakes, it'll all come out real quick and you can get back to work. (laughs) Uh, The bosses were upset, though, and now this this bullet train driver is uh, at risk of losing his job. Huh. But you think he should be... I think think he should be commended. Everybody got to work on time. They didn't have to stop the train. Somebody got some valuable on-the-job experience. Whoever it was, the hostess. I don't know who grabbed the wheel. Yeah, was it a, <laughs> was it was a it co-pilot a, in training or the ticket guy? <laughs> the ticket puncher? Well, I'm conductor. Some, somebody got their resume updated, and everybody got to work on time. Uh-huh. Win, win. Could have been much worse. Fans of the Montreal Canadiens starting to sweat a little bit here, Jim. Mm-hmm. Now you remember one of our Taz and Jim listeners made a bet with you. She said that she thought the Habs were going to beat the Leafs in this series. Not looking good for our friend Lindy. Great game so far. And I know, well, it's going to be a lot of praying, but three more to win. I've been cheering for the guys, and I think they're just warming up. (laughs) Just taking their time. You're right. You betcha. Yep, tying their skates. But I think Terry Price is going to be another Patrick Wall. A lot of great saves, too, on the shots. And, uh, you know, um, I'm still hanging in for my guys. Okay, you know what, what happens if you lose. If the, if the Habs get eliminated, you have to sing a song that I choose on our show, right, Lindy? Yes, you mentioned that. And I think I know what song we're going to do, Jim. Yo, yeah? Yeah. You've already picked it, so you think I'm a loser already? No, but I just want you to be prepared because I don't know how familiar you are with, with this tune. Um, uh, one of my all-time favorite pop duos, Jim, uh, I, on my honeymoon I got to see these guys perform. Remember that? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm not very good at bands and music. Okay, well, this is why, Lindy, I'm telling you what song it is now oh, so you, okay. you can prepare just in case, uh, all right? Mm-hmm. Every time the Toronto Maple Leafs score at home... You hear this, right? 
Celine Dion, you know? Ooh, that was a little high. Daryl's going high there. We'll even sing backup. We'll be the oats to your hall, Lindy. How does that sound? Yeah, Hall and Oates, You Make My Dreams Come True is the song you're going to have to sing. But if... saying what I want is hard to handle, and they're not going to win. Well, I'm it... not giving up on my guys yet. Yeah, I, okay, but that's good. just familiarize yourself with the song okay, just in case. I'm okay, I'm going to have to rent it or something because I don't know. Rent I it. heard it, but I don't know the words all to it. We'll send you the words, and we'll oh. send you the audio so you can practice at home in the shower or wherever, okay? Oh, lovely. All right. Okay, go, guys, go. Go, All guys. Whatever team. You know what they say in Montreal? Go, guys, go. Oh, go, gee, go, maybe. <laughs> go, geese. All the basketball teams now. Well, uh, Lindy. Oh, you're, start talking yeah. trash. Yeah, you don't want both teams to do well. It's your team or no team. Go, yeah. Habs, go. Give that a try. Okay. Hey, go, go, Habs. Go, go, Habs. Okay, we'll get there. <laughs> Close enough. Bye, Lindy. Bye. With the warmer weather, probably notice that the bugs are starting to come out. Gotten a couple mosquito bites. Flies are coming in the house if you don't close the screen door. But the cicada uprising, I haven't uh, I haven't noticed that beginning yet, Jim. No, I haven't seen uh, any plagues. You know, <laughs> flying you around. warned us about this a couple weeks ago. You said the cicadas are coming. These are uh, kind of like crickets, and they, they make noises. Definitely south of the border, you're seeing stories about cicadas, but nothing in the Taz and Jim listening area. If, yeah. you, if we're wrong and you have, uh, have heard or seen cicadas, let us know. Uh, here's a story out of Union County, Georgia. The authorities have put out a message to the public saying, please do not call 911 about hearing alarms going off because those are not alarms. They are cicadas. Yeah, it kind of sounds like a car alarm in the distance there. So, yeah, it's just a constant droning. It's certainly loud. Well, that's what's coming our way. Good God. Yeah, so I'm, I'm just looking up, like, where are the cicadas at right now? This one says, is the invasion only going to happen in eastern Canada? Hmm. No, no. I, I heard people are planning on eating them. Yeah, they're already eating them down in the U.S. In Maryland, there's a candy shop selling chocolate-covered cicadas. It's really a lot like a chocolate-covered potato chip. It's really crunchy because we air fry them. So we clean them first, then we air fry them, and then we dip them in chocolate, and you can sprinkle whatever spice you want on top. Is there anything an air fryer can't do? <laughs> yeah, really. <laughs> that's amazing. But that that's like when life gives you lemons, make some lemonade. <laughs> when life gives you cicadas, make some... Chocolatey yeah. treats. When life gives you bugs, make some bug juice. It's delicious. <laughs> Doesn't sound as appetizing. Cicada tacos are also now on the menu at a restaurant in Virginia. They've got uh, the the soft shell. They boil and bake the cicadas. Thank you. They pluck the legs and wings off, so you're <laughs> not dealing with that stuff. You're not picking that out of your teeth. And they saute them in garlic, top them with chilies, avocado, and radishes in a nice sauce. 
That's your cicada taco. If you would have asked me six months ago what a cicada is, I probably would have said, I don't know, something off a Taco Bell menu. Because I didn't know, but it sounds like it fits in. <laughs> the crunchy cicada? Yeah, crunchy, crunchy supreme cicada. I'll take two of those. <laughs> don't laugh. They're coming our way, apparently. So there's no like Doppler radar for cicadas. No. We can't see them migrating towards... Ontario at this point. Well, because they're underground. I don't think, like, I think that when they start emerging, it's like they're all in egg. They've been underground for years. Yeah. When you start hearing this, it's already too late. Yeah. Keep your ears peeled, folks. You know when you learn a new word and you're excited when you get the opportunity to use it in a sentence, Jim? <laughs> and then you're, you're very confident you know the definition? Yeah. Uh, a couple months ago, we were talking about a pilot for Southwest Airlines who got caught on a hot mic while he was in California. Obviously, he wasn't from California, this pilot. He was ranting about all the liberal weirdos who oh, live yeah. in California. Remember this guy? <laughs> Throw like eight guns out here somewhere. That's it. Weirdos. Probably driving around them hot days. Lord, that goes slow as. And last calling on tower. That's uh, one two four one zero. Hi Mike. If you don't have balls unless you're rolling coal, man. <laughs> you don't have balls unless you're rolling coal. Mm-hmm. We didn't know what that meant, and we looked it up. Rolling coal is when you modify the exhaust on your truck to blow big poofs of smoke out to scare away all the liberal weirdos. Yeah, it's called not being a snowflake, Taz. Well, somebody was rolling coal in the Waterloo region. Police say they recently pulled the truck off the road after modifications caused exhaust fumes to go into the cab of the vehicle. (laughs) The traffic unit posted photos and (laughs) the pipe is just enormous. It's yeah, it's a good solid six inches in diameter. It looks I would say. like it should be used to vent a fireplace. Yeah, it's definitely a, it's definitely for a transport truck. Maybe would be appropriate. I don't know if that's even a a tailpipe. That looks like a chimney to me. Yeah, I don't know. Um, yeah, but I read the story. It's like, oh, he's rolling coal. <laughs> Well, you can know why it's called rolling coal when you see the back of his cab of his truck. It's Because it's like painted black. Like, just like a fireplace, like you said, Taz, it's got that soot all around it. And it's got one of those windows, too, that you can, like, you know, reach into the back of the, into the box if you have to. One of those little slidey windows. Yeah. So the... The seal there isn't probably great, so you just know that the the pollution is just rolling into the cab as this guy's driving. Smells great though, doesn't it? <laughs> you know, huh? Then you're rolling coal, Smells taking great. deep breaths. Oh yeah, mm. puts hair on your chest. You don't have balls unless you're rolling coal. Man. Well, it puts hairs on something, Jim. <laughs> now I don't know why there's a bunch of. Uh, unicorns driving motorcycles and flying on the highway. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> There's rainbows. Oh, he's hallucinating yeah. because of the fumes. Oh, I, I, I thought, guarantee. I thought unicorn was another way to describe liberal weirdos like Snowflake. <laughs> no, no. Look at these unicorns over here. They're not uh, rolling coal. They're driving Hyundais. No, I'm saying you're definitely getting impaired if that's flying through the window. <laughs> I want to see you peacock, you peacock, you peacock. Taz and Jim doing sports with Devin Peacock, our sports guy from Global News Radio. Leafs 
A big win over the Canadiens last night. Uh, we didn't mention earlier, Dev, Hurricanes won over the Predators, and uh, Carolina now leads 3-2 to two in that series. Yeah, good good for Carolina. <laughs> I'm real happy for them. I mean, I was, I was watching a bit of the game last night, actually, and it was weird to go from the Toronto-Montreal game, which had zero fans, to the Carolina-Nashville game, which had a ton of fans. When has there ever been a time when there were more fans for a Carolina game than a Toronto game? Never. That's yeah. when. Let's talk about the Edmonton Oilers, still reeling, I'm sure, from getting swept by the uh, Winnipeg Jets. But surprisingly, Connor McDavid has come out and he said, I want to stay in Edmonton. Yeah, they've uh, lost one captain and they're uh, keeping the uh, current captain. So the current captain, Connor McDavid, said uh, yesterday he is uh, committed to the franchise. He is not going anywhere. He does not want to leave. He feels they have a great core. Now he also is signed until 2026. So unless he really were to pressure the team, he's kind of stuck in Edmonton right now. But Leon Dreisaitl also wants to stay. There are a lot of guys with the Oilers who do not want to leave, which is good news for the uh, top brass with the Oilers. They just have to figure out the right mix. Uh, the captain who is leaving is Wayne Gretzky, who in a uh, un-Gretzky-like way, you would think it would be a bit more uh, dignified than just saying, I'm out the day after they uh, were swept by the Jets. But uh, Gretzky announced he was stepping down as vice chairman. He's off the TNT as their lead analyst for their studio show for the NHL. Gretzky took a TV gig. He's getting $3 million a year to be the lead studio analyst on TNT. Gretzky is the great one. He could literally do anything he wanted to in the hockey world. If you were Gretzky, would you choose TV analyst? I'm surprised Gretzky wants to do this, to be honest. He's 60 years old right now. I guess it's better him doing TNT is better than Mark Messier doing, uh, you know, uh, laundry commercials still. I think those are funny commercials. <laughs> the cold calls? <laughs> Like what's Mark Messier doing that he needs? How much? How much is he making from those? Like, well, I don't know. You get those greasy fingers from not eating just one Lay's potato chip. <laughs> you need to, you need to do your laundry after. I, I think it's a perfect fit. We do enjoy stories about dumb criminals. That's why we have this segment. You have the right to remain stupid. And this is fun, Jim. This is the a Deli Counter Special Edition. Hmm. Delhi Counter Special Edition of You Have the Right to Remain Stupid. First story is about uh, a guy who fell through the ceiling of a Subway restaurant. (laughs) 38-year-old Jesse James Moore in Idaho on Tuesday was trying to escape through the bathroom at a Subway. Uh, When he crashed through the ceiling, the owner kicked down the bathroom door and he was apprehended and arrested him. When he was searched, they found that he had a wad of ham that he'd stolen from the subway. (laughs) What's this big heist? A wad of ham. Sounds appetizing. Employees say he came in, filled out an application, and got behind the counter like he could start working there immediately. (laughs) Then he stuffed his pockets full of ham and tried to make a run for it. He's facing petty theft or... Uh, petty theft for the stack of ham that he stole. So he is being charged. How far the name Jesse James has fallen from 
being the most <laughs> epic cowboy ever at one point is stealing subway meats. The ham thief. <laughs> Getting caught. <laughs> okay, you have the right to remain stupid. Special deli counter edition. Next one. And this is crazy, actually. Technology has led to some uh, advances in, in detective work here. There's a drug dealer named Carl Stewart for from England. He's 39 years old, and he was on a message board, like a dark web message board that helps drug dealers find people who are looking to buy drugs. And on this message board, for whatever reason, he posted a picture of himself with some Stilton cheese which is a a rare cheese that can only come from one of three places in England. And on the cheese, in the picture, authorities were able to lift a fingerprint from the image and match them to the ones that they had on record. So they identified the guy based on a fingerprint on this piece of cheese in the picture. So it wasn't even the fi- so it was the fingerprint that he left on the cheese. They were able to zoom in on that, enhance, enhance, just like uh, you know on on your CSIs and, oh and shows like God. that. These computer programs are crazy now. So they the fingerprint on the piece of cheese in the picture is what got him arrested, and he's been sentenced to thirteen and a half years in prison. Oh, it was the cheese that got him. The cheese got him. This guy, he was up to no Gouda. <laughs> when the cops tried to arrest him, Jim, are you ready for this one? Yeah, I don't know. When the cops tried to arrest him, he swore they had the wrong man, and he doesn't even like Stilton cheese. He prefers Swiss, but his story had too many holes in it. Oh! <laughs> Anymore? <laughs> That's it. That's all I got. That is your deli counter edition of... You have the right to remain stupid! And now, the winner is... Devin Peacock! I wanna see you peacock, you peacock, Time for sports with Taz and Jim. We've got Devin Peacock from Global News Radio with us. How about that dominant win for the Toronto Maple Leafs last night? It was a great win for the uh, Toronto Maple Leafs. Uh, They are uh, looking uh, strong right now. And uh, I think they're going to close it out on uh, Thursday. Game five is Thursday. The Leafs won yesterday without uh, their big guns coming into uh, the game and scoring. So Austin Matthews, Mitch Marner were buzzing, but didn't score. William Nylander scored for the fourth time. But you had Joe Thornton, Jason Spezza, and Alex Gavchenyuk, all who scored. Alexander Kerfoot had three assists. It was the Leafs' depth that saw them through the game. They are now on the verge of the second round. Uh, you kind of, you called it. I was nervous, Dev. You were so confident yesterday saying that the Leafs will be beating the Habs in this series. What happens on Thursday if they win? How quickly is the Leafs-Jets series going to start? Uh, it would start pretty soon because, I mean, you've got uh, the Canadian series, which started way after the American series. There would not be a huge lag between the end of this series and the start of the second round. And I'll even go a step further. I was confident the Leafs will win last night. I think they'll win on Thursday, and I think they'll beat the Winnipeg Jets as well. I just feel uh, (laughs) real strong about the Toronto Maple Leafs this year. You feeling the same, Jim? I'm not going to say they're going to win the Cup, but this is the most exciting year with the most potential in uh, recent memory, so why uh, why not bet the house on it? 
<laughs> Could be on a collision course <laughs> with the Boston Bruins, though. I don't know. I don't know. Toronto was 11-1 all-time when they lead a series 3-1. They have not led a series 3-1 since 1987. They have not won two games in Montreal in the playoffs since 1967. They haven't advanced to the second round since 2004. Things are different this year. Hey, Rebecca, you're on the air. What's up? Hey, I want to know. I know you guys are doing great in hockey and everything, and everybody's kicking the butt out of the halves, which is a great thing. But what about that goalie, Jack Campbell? He got another shutout last night. Yeah, pretty impressive, eh? I mean, come on. He's from this side of the border. Where is Campbell from? He's from Port Huron, Michigan. And where are you from? Port Huron, Michigan. There you go. I was waiting for it. (laughs) So are, are are people in Port Huron cheering for the Toronto Maple Leafs now? In our house, we always have, so it's never been different. But, you know, it's like, hey, we got one of our own playing, and he's playing great. Thank um, you uh, on behalf of Leafs fans to everyone well, in Port Huron. My my aunt is having having the best time. She's, she's a big-time Leafs fan. She lives in Simcoe. She's having the best time, and she's loving the fact that there's someone from on this side of the border with the rest of her family who are enjoying the hell out of it. Should kids go back to school for the month of June? That's uh, being debated right now. It is a possibility that the kids will go back. I'd completely written it off, Jim. I thought there's no way they're going to take the kids back. Yeah, it kind of already felt like it was, I know it's only May, but it felt like it was already summer break almost. I wonder, which grades do you think are the ones that are suffering the most right now? Like, what grade did you learn the most when you were going to school? I'd probably say, I would probably say, like, if I had to say one particular grade, I'd say grade four, maybe, when you start le- learn, learning um, multiplication, Yeah, the math division. stuff is hard to get caught up on, eh? Yeah, and you start learning more, like, the subtleties of the English language and stuff. My son's printing has not improved a lot over the past three months. <laughs> I will say neither has his dad's in 20 years either, so I don't think it's changing anytime he was soon. He's already at a disadvantage. <laughs> he was, he's hit his ceiling, I think, already. <laughs> I am printing at a grade 7 level, Jim. <laughs> Cut me some slack here. Would you agree, though, the gra- grade 4 would be like the, the, the most complicated year to take off? Yeah, like four, five, six are big years. And grade eight, like grade seven and eight, you can call your friends and you can, you know, set up your own chat rooms probably. High school, I think the students can adapt to online learning a lot better. Mm-hmm. If you, you're either, you either want to learn or you don't. Like I was a student and I, sometimes I'd go through kicks where I was right into it. Other times I had no interest in it. And I can just imagine uh, what I'd be getting done if I was online learning right now. Not a lot. The absolute bare minimum. Yeah. Especially if I had a PlayStation uh-huh. in my room. So I'm, like, I could imagine. A cell phone, a PlayStation, oh, the yeah. distractions are huge. Like, at school, I would read a novel in my desk, like, on my lap. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't be doing that if there was a PlayStation in my room. I would be, <laughs> <I'd> be full-blown <laughs> gaming. Call of Duty. Yeah. I just feel bad for the kids not having that because you don't have that anticipation for the end of the year, right? And if you're in grade eight or if you're in grade 12 wrapping up your high school career and this is it, you don't get that last push to the end. So it would be nice if 
the kids could get back just to experience the last day of school. Yeah, yeah, just like to wrap things up, kind of. You know, uh, I always would love closure. like throwing all my notes out. My my nephew is graduating from grade eight this year, and they couldn't even do graduation photos. He oh, came over to man. our house on the weekend with a, with a robe and a cap. <laughs> Where'd and they get that? They had to rent them. And, <laughs> And my wife took his picture in our backyard. Oh, man. Because they can't even get their graduation photos done. Well, that's a shame. I know. These and like are the, the grade eight grad was like, about. people were like trying to kiss, you know? It yeah. was a big time. The grad party was like, we had a dance, uh-huh. our first dance. Yeah, that's a shame. I know. Well, they're talking about it. It's a possibility. I know a lot of parents out there listening have their fingers crossed thinking they might get a little four-week break before summer vacation starts here. We'll keep you posted. It's Taz and Jim. All right, I leave the room for two minutes, and I come back to this text message exchange. When you text us, Jim and I were in different studios, but we both see the same screen, so we both see the text messages coming up, and we can both reply. Uh, One of our listeners asked the question, why is Jim not talking more smack to all of those Habs fans that are going to owe him a beer when the Leafs win this series. Jim, you responded. Hold on, let me get it. Because the series is 3-1 and it's the Leafs. That's what, what I said. What does that mean? We've been here before as a, as the fandom. You don't want to get overexcited. No. And the guy responds, oh my God, this has to be Taz replying. You need to be a Leaf or you get a Pudos. And you let him know, no, it's Jim. We've been here before. I've said before the series started, the Leafs have it wrapped up. And then Tavares got kneed in the head. So you think that now you're starting to believe in jinxes, Jim? No, I don't believe in jinxes at all, but I just don't want to hear it when something goes wrong and then I'm going to have to take the brunt of criticism because I was so cocky that the Leafs are going to win. Like, I just don't want it to be an issue. So the Leafs... Look like they already have it wrapped up. I'm about to win six packs from at least three people and a, nice. and a song be <laughs> sung by a Habs fan. <laughs> so why why ruin what's already going to be a good thing? Yeah, you're going sportsmanship. Yeah, yeah. At what point will you start talking smack? I, I know uh, it, the Leafs, it's been a while since things have looked this promising in the playoffs. Finals, if you're in the finals, will you start talking smack or do they have to have the cup hoisted above their heads before you start being obnoxious? I think, I think hoisted. I think it hoisted. Because anytime, like if you go, hey, the Leafs are looking pretty good this year, two weeks into the season, yeah. you have people up your butt, oh, this is a parade. And then the more you cheer and the more confident you are, the more glorious the haters get to be when the Leafs lose, potentially, because, you know, you'll grab the audio of me saying it's a lock. The listeners will be quoting me. It's just not worth it. But you are still feeling good about your team. Yeah, this is the most confident I've ever been, maybe. Right. It's like driving in Toronto traffic. If you're driving along, doo-doo-doo, boy, traffic sure is moving well this morning. Guess what's about to happen around the next Yeah, bend? Yeah, I'm hoping to Gridlock. zone out for about four weeks here and just wake up with the cup. Is it nerve-wracking? <laughs> no. Starting to be? No, nah, no. Nah. You're enjoying yourself? I think it's great. I mean, it's the Habs versus Leafs in the playoffs. How can you not enjoy 
It's a win just for us to get past the first round. We'll celebrate like we won the cup. There we go. Thank you very much for checking out the Taz and Jim podcast. If you want to listen to us the old-fashioned way, live on the radio, you can do that on FM 96 in London or Y108 in Hamilton weekday mornings from 5.30 until 9.30. Or subscribe, keep downloading the podcasts, and we'll keep talking.